I'm trying to get Jenny. We'll see. And I'm trying to get Kelly when she gets home. But right now it's you and me. It's a Hufflepuff. Puffcast, yep. Well, I'm better. I was going to say, you sound little, you still sound a little, like, congested or something. Yeah, I, I still have the cough. It's usually right, worse right after I eat. So I took oh, yeah. medicine. That's because when all the, that's because when all the phlegm's coming. Mm-hmm. I took medicine right before I came over, but that's been a little while, so let me unwrap a cough drop or two and then I'll be, I'll be set to go. I'm trying to think if I took my, um, antibiotic and I can't remember. <laughs> uh oh. How is your ear? Um, it's better. It's not a hundred percent. There's sometimes I have um, I still can't hear people, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. People just kind of looked at me. They find out what I did, and I'm like, "How the hell did you do that?" I go, "Because I'm talented. That's why." <laughs> you are talented. Yeah, I can't believe I did that. And oh my god, I listened to the last podcast and I was like, wow, did I share a lot of information with people? <laughs> <laughs> I know, you shared the next one too, I think. It's because oh, you're the great. only one that's, that's had a baby, so you, you share. <laughs> so I shared. <laughs> oh no, I'm so, I'm choking. <laughs> uh oh. Jenny has class at 3, 12.30. Getting the feck up. Right now, where are you, Vic? <coughs> Do you need a link? Uh, I, I'm, I'm at the staff room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Victor, ma'am. Oh, we're supposed to read chapter six. Ooh. Oh, well. Did you just I, I, got, I just did the box. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll be happy to make it to five after not being able to do uh, any. Yeah, I would say, this is an interesting one. It is. I'm hoping... I won't mix it up with the one I've been reading, because, yeah. Because when I did the, I mean, when I was reading it, I'm like, really? Okay. I'm like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's because I see, I see Vernon as such a one, a one character person, not have mm-hmm. multi facets or anything like that. I think that's why I'm having such a hard time believing it because I'm waiting more. He's got to charge people. I know it. This is just a ruse. It's a screw you all. <laughs> Ooh, it worked. Woohoo. Looks like we'll have Jenny. Okay. I'm hoping that the, uh, I put a blanket on. I haven't been in my apartment in weeks because. Hello. 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 Hang on. I've just got to get a cat out of my room, but I'll, I'm here. There's a cat I'm on your chest. Cats are alone. <laughs> so. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it it is a little different, and you are kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, I, I mean, some will say that, but... I don't think I've ever read the whole thing the way through, so I don't have any idea where this is going. Cool, 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 cool. Thank you, Jenny, for stepping in. Oh, that's okay. Anytime. I have class um in a couple of hours, so I might leave a little bit earlier, but... That's very fine. I am going to quick tell my story from yesterday, and then we'll start it. As Trisha knows, because Jenny's um, in the future, yesterday Mm -hmm. was St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) So Saturday night, and I've been really sick, so I've been going to bed about 9 o'clock, 9.30 at the very latest. Saturday night, my mom comes in and wakes me up at midnight. She says, the tractor lights are flashing. What do I do? I don't know. So I had to wake up and think about it. And I said, I think you just have to go flip the switch 
you might have to unplug something. There's a short in it. So she goes down and she gets them off. She comes back and tells me they're off. And, you know, by that time I'm back almost asleep again. So I said, good. So we get up Sunday morning and the coffee pot didn't brew. It brewed half a cup, half a pot, and it was just strong as mud. We had to Ugh, boil yeah. and add water to it. I'm like, what is going yeah. on? So then mom said, how about pancakes? The leprechaun. Pancakes, that's exactly it. I said, pancakes sounds great. So we plugged in the little electric griddle and mom's making pancakes, but we're having to boil water to add to the coffee pot. So we've got two things plugged into the plug. And I've got the computer and I'm like, huh, the computer's almost out of juice. I better plug it in. So I plug it in and it's not, pl- it's not charging. I'm like, oh man, there's something wrong with the computer. It's not charging. Something's wonky here. And mom's like, well, the skillet's not working anymore either. It's cold. The pancakes aren't cooking. I'm like, oh, great. The leprechauns have come. So we blew a fuse. No problem. We go and flip the soup. The fuse doesn't work. And it's the, and the pond's on that panel that's blown. So we have to figure out a way to plug in the pond in a different way to keep the air going for the fish. I have to move the computer and all this stuff. So finally, my brother comes last night for dinner. We had corned beef and cabbage. We were good. And he fixes it immediately. And we're like, how did you do that? He said, well, I flipped the fuse box. I said, we did that two or three times. He said, yeah. Did you unplug the stuff that made it go bad in the first place? No. He said, well, there's your problem. So, yes, we had leprechauns all day. It was crazy. Yes, you did. (laughs) It's crazy fun day with the leprechauns. So fun. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite was mom coming in at midnight. Um, the tractor lights are flashing. What do I do? I don't know. Jenny, how is uni? Um, it's good. Sorry, me yawning in the middle of saying that probably wasn't very convincing. Um, it's... (laughs) No, it was. No, you know, it's interesting, but, you know, more late nights of studying and whatnot. Um, I was kept up last night because at the moment, um... Uh, me and my roommates, we do foster work for the RSPCA, mm-hmm. which is, um, like they're a pet adoption right. service. Like they rescue animals and stuff. So at the moment we have two kittens who were like found on the side of a road and they're like horribly underfed and like almost feral sort of thing. So they're like poor little babies. So we've like had them here and we've been slowly trying to like tame them so they can be adopted out and that sort of stuff and um last night they like they were so loud they like started playing with each other and like all i could hear from my room was like these crashes in the other room i'm like oh my god i just want to go to bed cats are so, noisy yeah. people don't think they're so, very they noisy are. oh yeah you would think they're so they're like oh it's if a good light as a cat you know what? my cat's no light i mean no you just, just hear like yeah they're amazing you just hear this crash and then the thunder of tiny little feet running away from it like what have you done (laughs) go out and found they've like knocked over books from a shelf or they've like scattered litter everywhere but um they're they're much tamer now like they'll cuddle with you so oh fun it's good yeah And we also, we're also looking after a foster dog who has like ripped all my washing off the line because he's like a Kelpie, which is like a sheep dog. So he gets like really bored in our yard. So he's just ripped all the washing off my line. So now I have to do it again. You need to teach him to fold it. You'll be fine. 
<laughs> you, I, you I don't know probably, how to do that. You could probably get a lot of money with that. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> you could adopt him out really quick. Mm-hmm. Just fold one. No, if, if he would fold my washing, I'd keep him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And Trisha, do you have anything going on besides your ear problems? <laughs> um, let's try to think. Hold on. Okay, wait. Do you have anything you want to share going on besides your ear problems? Uh, yes, I broke my eardrum, huh? You did. Uh, so did Avi. Avi, Avi. Yeah, it, it was, that's what I get for trying to show off in front of my, for my son. He's like, oh, you can't dive down there. I'm like, yeah, I can. I can dive down into nine feet of water. So I just go down to get the, get the, uh, the little weight, the little weight that was down there. And, and so I went and down and got it. And then all of a sudden I hear, hear and I'm like, oh, but I got the weight. <laughs> well, at least you got the weight. I got the weight. Oh, God. Yeah. oh my God. So that was excruciating. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, it wasn't pleasant whatsoever. And they can't do anything about it. I just have to let it wait and heal. Yeah. But, but, but my sister in law, my, I'm a new aunt now. Yay! Baby, it's cute. Your baby, but the baby. Uh, yeah, well, she looks like a tree frog. So, <laughs> my mom gets so mad. She just thought you call her a tree frog. I go, but she looks like one. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go down there and visit someone on Easter. And so, does everybody know how much I love to run and everything like that? So I call, so I call my sister-in-law. I'm like, I go, you got to find me a 5K or a 10K or something. I need to do, it and I can do it down there. And she's like, Oh, my friends are doing a mud run. I'm like. Sure, why not? So I signed up after I'm signed up and everything. I look at it like, oh, that was stupid. I just broke a hole in my eardrum and I'm going to, I'm going to go swimming through mud at one point in time. I'm like, going to have to find, I'm going to find earplugs now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get mud in there. That would be bad. Yeah. That's all I need. Yep. Yep. That's me. <laughs> You're trouble. We I always noted. it. Yeah. I, I had to laugh though, Trisha. <laughs> I've been listening to this story. It's a work in progress. Um, and I can't for the life of me think of what it's called right now, but it's wrecked on the forum. But it's really good and I've been enjoying it very much. But the author is spelling, it's Miss Skeeter. Mm-hmm. And the text reader reads it as MS Skeeter. <laughs> That's excellent. I thought it was great. <laughs> and it read it, it did that like two or three times. It was MS Skeeter. MS I told you I started something. Yep. <laughs> well, no, you started something. Was, yeah, I started something. And you actually call yourself MS Lupin in the podcast that either just came yeah. out or the one that is coming out next. I can't remember which one it is now. I'm not surprised. You get me so confused. I don't know what I'm doing for one day to another with you sometimes. And, and I was so bad. I didn't put a date on the last one. I was so sick and tired. I was just like, I have to get this out. I can't find the show notes. I'll just fake it. <laughs> I didn't notice you. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Nobody called me on it. I didn't, I didn't even pay attention to it. I was just thinking, oh, God, what the hell did I say? <laughs> I did put a warning on there because, yeah, you talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. It's always fun. But oh, tonight we are starting a new story. Woo-hoo! And Excellent segue. 
for Friday, January 10th. This is episode 179 of Pottersfield Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Hey, Ron. The next time you're... Previously on Pottersfield Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? <laughs> well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfic weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Yep. Okay, what did I miss? Am My I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. Yes, you are. You are. Apparently, I'm Jen, and I don't know my outfit. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting grammars anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. think we please. Where the story never ends. Going to say, welcome to Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Trisha. And I'm Jenny. And we are starting A Better Man by Valandar, I hope. Uh, I don't know. Valandar looks good. Time. Yeah, that sounds Valinda. awesome. I imagine it rhymes with calendar. Yeah, that makes sense. The summary is Vernon changed in the beginning to be a better man thanks to a wish. How will this affect Harry and the entire wizarding world? And it starts off, chapter one is a prologue, and basically Vernon has been killed in a mugging, and the reaction of Harry Potter is like the only thing, you know, he's at the funeral, and it says that of the many reactions to the death of Vernon Dursley, Harry Potter's reaction was expected only by the rare few who actually understood him. And then it talks about the... Funeral, and of course, Petunia's wailing and moaning as that the world is ended, and Dudley's just wide-eyed, and he yeah. doesn't know what hit him. And of course, Aunt Marge is saying that, well, it's all the undesirable elements in society. <laughs> and I wonder what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and Harry's basically indifferent, and he's yeah. relieved. He's there. That's what it is. I mean... Well, I mean, the thing is, you have someone who treats you so bad, so bad for so long, and the thing is, you become a, you know, you're a better person no matter what, whatever they said or done in your life. You just kind of just kind of sit there, like, you know, what? Sometimes it's not, it's not, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. If, that, if that makes sense. No, it does. Well, you're indifferent. Yeah, I, I can see like, him being completely relieved. This man has treated him horribly mm-hmm. all of his life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Harry would be, like, relieved, because then he'd feel guilty about being relieved. But Mm -hmm. in different works, I think. Yeah. And, of course, um, the truth is is that Vernon was killed by a rogue Death Eater. Yeah. And 
So I think Harry Parley would have felt guilty about that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. his thing. That's the thing I can't stand about Harry the most. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and after everybody kind of leaves, he goes over to say something to Aunt Petunia. And of course, she opens her mouth to hiss at him. And he's just like, don't, don't start. I'm yeah. going to say this one thing. And then I'm going to leave. And I never want to see you again. And he says, you have what you wanted. He had a large life insurance policy that will support you and allow you to coddle Duddykins for many years. Yeah. And I've just come to tell you that my life in your house was torture. And you bray about supporting me, but you never spent a dime you didn't have to. I got the drippings from the table, the clothes that would have been thrown out. You kept me in a cupboard for nearly Uh 10 years. You starved me, beat me, and spit on me. And when I started going to school and the bruises would show, you'd let Dudley beat up on me so you could blame it on him. I despise you, Aunt Petunia. You know this has got to be cathartic for him. Oh, because that he's finally saying it, yeah. And then he sort of ends with saying that he just wishes that Vernon could have been a better man. And that's what starts all this. Yeah. And then we jump to Vernon, who's um, basically in hell. Yeah, he's in hell. Yeah. Which is probably where he belongs. Yeah. I didn't know who was between hell or purgatory. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is a chance to redeem himself kind of thing. So I always thought, I kind of like, it's like, you know, you're on the cusp of red hell where it's kind of like teases you to go here. He saved your ass again kind of right. thing. Right. He's, he's just right on the verge. And, and of course, he's the classic kind of guy. So hell is fire and brimstone for him. This yeah. is implying that hell is whatever you bring to it. Mm-hmm. And I really like that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's with some <clears throat> spirits, and uh, the the one imp is like, you know, wow, you really were successful at being evil. Couldn't even break the spirit of a little boy, and there's a demon there as well. And they let him kind of see what people are saying about him before they send him into the pits of hell. And when Harry makes this wish, they say, oh, well, you've been summoned before the gray. And yeah. they... And that's his last chance. A second chance, yeah. And we jump to them getting married, Vernon and Petunia getting married. And he's she's just the kind of wife that he wanted. And he looks around and he sees her sister and James and he thinks about, you know, they're a witch and a wizard. Oh, they must be awful people. And he starts to really go down the path he was already down. And then he thinks about Uh it. And he changes his mind, and he goes to get to know them. Yeah, because they're family. And it's really good that this little starting point of thinking that, well, maybe he should introduce himself to his in-laws starts all this. It is. I mean, I kind of like how they put a little side note for for him, why he did this, because his dad was pretty much abused him for that in another chapter. (laughs) I think that's in another chapter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh we learned about okay. that later. Something else. Something else. Oops. So mm-hmm. then we jump to Harry being born in chapter two. And everybody's, it's the ha- one of the happiest days in the combined Dursley Potter clan. And we find out that Vernon got to know James and Lily. And he had to really, really work at getting Petunia and Lily to forgive each other. And actually, Lily was pretty forgiving, but Petunia was holding on to her grudge, and she wasn't going to forgive Lily for anything. 
Yeah. And the men sort of tweaked it so that the two women would be caught in an elevator when Petunia had her baby. And Lily <laughs> ended up having to deliver him because they were <clears throat> trapped, in quotes, in an elevator. And that's how they sort of kind of came back together. Because what do you expect? That would do it. Yeah, something like that together. I was going to say, this is, this is very, this is very, um, rolling, uh, how they got, how she got Hermione and Ron and Harry together. And when you experience something like that together, you, you become fast friends. Right. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Melinda Leo's been quoting something that, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'll see if I can find it. But lately, it's something out of J.K. Rowling. Was it Melinda? No, it's Jules. Jules was quoting something out of right after the troll, you know, something about if you experience this, then, you know, you're going to have to be friends kind of a thing. I'll have to go look it up. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the one issue I have with this chapter, though, is at the end. And Harry and Dudley are sitting together in the playpen and Dudley's crying because he wants more food, of course. Mm-hmm. And Harry just sort of duplicates the bottle. Right. And I don't think you can do that. Like, you can't make food appear out of thin air. So I don't know if that's right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think someone, I'm thinking he, uh, oh, yeah, it is coming out of thin air. For some reason, I was picturing, like, he summoned, he summoned a, a bottle kind of thing more than. No, he's just than, like, oh, hey. Yeah. Here's one for and you. It's Hermione, yeah, it's Hermione kept on telling us in Deathly Hallows, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't summon. I mean, yeah, you can't make it something out of thin air. Well, what yeah. I liked was, um, it's like the very opposite. And I don't remember what story it was that I was reading, but in one story, poor Harry, who's starving to death, and Dudley has two bottles, and he's like sucking down both of them, and Harry hasn't been fed, and he levitates one of Dudley's bottles over for him to eat and gets in big trouble for it. And in this one, Dudley needs a bottle and he actually makes one for him. I thought that Petunia's reaction was a little off because she basically says no baby would ever share their bottle. And I don't know if that's true. I think no, that's more, I think that's just from her experience with Dudley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times have you, I mean, probably you know this better than anybody here. How many times have a kid want to share, want to share the food that's been in their mouth with you? Oh yeah. Yeah. They give you the bottle and the thing they've been sucking on and, you know, have the snot on their face yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. And, Lovely. Yeah. And they want, they want you to eat it too because they think it's nummy. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you're like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. They like hand you the bottle with the breast milk and you're like, no, no thanks. Yeah. Uh, no. And you just like go and pretend like you're drinking it because they don't know any better. And they're just as happy as me. They're like, no, I shared with you. Yeah. <laughs> that brings the sisters back together too. Yeah. So, and it says that Vernon grows to love Harry nearly as much as he loves Dudley. And the two boys are inseparable. So. This is a very, very different. Yeah, and like I said, this is what kind of I just I'm just trying to think to myself like this. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah. We'll jump to three. Boy, we're going fast. We're going to be done with this podcast in three minutes. That's not going to work. Excellent. <laughs> we need to linger hey. more. Don't worry. We'll get off one subject soon enough. 
Oh, yeah. Sure. We'll get very upset by one minor detail, and we'll rant about it for 15 minutes. It'll be great. Okay. <laughs> or an um, animal will come and bother us or something. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, yeah. So chapter three, we've got... <laughs> I was going to say, I'll catch a picture on Facebook, and then I said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to be good. <laughs> Chapter 3, October 31st, 1981, and we know where this is heading. Uh-huh. And we have number four, Privet Drive. It's just another cookie-cutter house in a cookie-cutter neighborhood, but here we have, you know, a family that loves each other. And I don't know that the Dursleys in canon, I don't know that I would say they loved each other. They loved Dudley. And yeah, they yeah. loved Dudley. I don't know if they loved each other or it's more of like they were tol- tolerant of each other. Yeah. I just don't know. It was maybe a, I don't know, it might sound be the bad word of saying, but it was more, I don't know. Sorry. Um, it's more, I think it was more of a marriage of convenience. Mm-hmm. It was more of uh, Vernon and getting oh, someone to give him a uh, keep the house read up and stuff like that, and for Petunia, someone to take care of her, that right or like financially take yeah. care of her, that kind of thing. So, and I kind of like this line. It says that the neighbors viewed Vernon and Petunia Dursley and their baby boy Dudley as shining examples of normality and social responsibility, although. They did tut-tut a little bit at the frequent public displays of affection. <clears throat> uh, that's a little scary. So yeah. Just holding Because yeah. Petunia would walk him to his car in the mornings and then give him a slightly more than chaste kiss. You know what? I, didn't he put something in, it was in the beginning, of the, how, how James and Lily were a little bit more, were just a little too familiar with each other, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I mean, that was brought up a lot. I don't know. It, to me, that seemed very significant. Yeah. That she made the point of, of saying that. So this is a house full of love, which is great. Yeah. And it's really nice. Then we have Dumbledore. I don't think I want to be seeing my neighbors going, nah, 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 either. You no. Know. We yeah, had double- <laughs> uh-huh. I'll be so, right Alvis and Minerva are dropping off Harry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you okay? You keep giggling in the background. She's she's cracking herself up back there. She's not sure. I, the <laughs> I don't even know what the joke is. <laughs> oh dear. This is scary. And of course, my going to be. Not, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to be like, you're not drinking. It's midday. What's wrong with you? And then I realized that's where I live, not where you live. <laughs> I did the same thing last night. I'd be worried if you were when it's like one. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Minerva is a little worried. You know, they are muggles after all. Are we going to really leave him here? And Albus says, "No, I assure you, this is the best place to leave him because." They love each other, and this is a house full of love. And Petunia's blood ties will maintain the the protection. Oh. And here comes Hagrid, bringing the the baby on this great big motorcycle, and he you know drops him off, and they're talking about Sirius, and 
Well, he was there and... Yo, hang on. <laughs> he was there, and but he gave me this motorbike, and he, he gave me Harry, and and are you, you know, his scar was still bleeding, but it stopped. And as they're doing this, they hear, you know, Petunia hears them kind of out on the porch, and she comes and answers the door mm-hmm. and says, and Albus is like, you know, I need to come in. This is a matter of life or death, and it truly is. And we know that James and Lily have been killed, and here's yeah. Vernon, and he's going to be a doctor. That's very much Vernon's point of view the whole entire time, right. which, is, which is fine. Which I'm glad be. that um I'm glad that Dumbledore just didn't leave him on a porch this time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. With a note. Right. To be yeah. found to be found when she puts out the milk bottles the next yeah, the milkman. Yeah. Oh we well, don't want I that milkman to find him, do we, Trisha? <laughs> oh no, no milkman, please. No milkman. <laughs> I have no idea what's the going on, but everything's off. awesome. <laughs> I had my own milkman issues. Trisha had a stalker. Oh, okay. yeah, oh yeah. I had, I had like a, I had like a seventy-year-old stalker. He kind, he came and asked Ooh. me for milk. So we called him the milkman. Uh, yeah, That's well, terrifying. He uh. wanted more than milk, but that was, his, <laughs> that was his way in the door was asking for milk and sugar. <laughs> Yeah, he wanted some sugar, baby. <laughs> That's what he wanted. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> it was really gross. Trisha was hiding out. It was pretty funny. Yeah, like, I see y'all in the parking lot. I'd be like, I'm looking at my son. I'm like, we gotta stay here in the car until he goes in. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm seeing him I wonder if he's dead. Oh, well, don't wish that on him. <laughs> oh, I'm not wishing that. I'm just wondering because I haven't seen him in a long time. Well, maybe he found oh, somebody else to give him oh. some sugar. Oh, no, I hope so. We're roasting Jenny out here. Oh, poor Jenny. <laughs> Sorry. Totally <laughs> <laughs> much. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, and here we have another good turn in our story because... They think that Sirius is the secret keeper and that he's killed them, basically. And Petunia overhears this and says, no, wait a minute. Lily told me a week ago they changed and it was Peter that was the secret keeper. Sirius convinced them that he was too obvious of a choice. And Dumbledore is like, oh, we got to go. And so they leave Minerva with Harry and the Dursleys and Hagrid and Dumbledore head off to save Peter. Yeah. Okay. I okay. I, I'm I'm gonna skip a little ahead and uh, skip a little ahead, only because they never really. Uh, she didn't. I don't think she covered this in the issue. And now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of had a problem with it because at one point you see here that Ver, uh, Vernon and Remus become very good friends. Right. And yeah, there's one point, at least in canon, they think that. Remus is the traitor. Right. Yeah, that's why they made it in this series, and they didn't tell anyone else. Yeah. That's why they changed it to Wormtail, and they didn't tell Remus or anyone, because I thought he might have turned. Because he was the werewolf. I find it it weird that, yeah, they'd tell Petunia, not Remus. I don't know. Well, I think it's natural or closer. 
I think it was Lily who told Petunia and that the guys wouldn't have wanted her to do that. But yeah, because totally. in this story, Lily and Petunia are so close and are, you know, our closest sisters right. that she told them. And I think in this story that maybe they weren't suspecting Remus. They're just saying here that Sirius was convinced that he was the obvious choice um, for them yeah. to use. And he was kind of putting himself out as bait. And, it, yeah. you know, they thought if they used Peter, then that would be okay because nobody would think about Peter and they'd all go after Sirius. And I think that's kind of canon, too. Or maybe I've just been reading too much yeah. fanfic. But <laughs> I get that, too. I get fanfic and canon confused now. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was just because I wasn't, because I just wasn't sure. It just, it just wasn't, I guess she, maybe she just didn't acknowledge it and now we can just say because the plot says so kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go with and go with that. And that here's a here's a tangent for you. I watched a very Potter senior year. Oh yeah. I think that's how it goes. Um over the weekend. And they they scored big. They actually got Ivana Lynch to play Luna. Yeah, I heard about that. I thought it was great. <laughs> Yes, it it turned out really good. But I, you know, it's like four hours. the The written script is four hours because I have it on my text reader, and it's a little over four hours, so it's pretty long. So it took me two days, off and on, to see the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I pretty much, you know, watched a couple hours solid on Saturday, and then when I went to bed, I was listening to another fic. And there was quite a bit of Luna in it. And I kept, I could totally just hear Ivana because I'd been watching her on the musical <laughs> in my head. That's awesome. As I was reading it, it was great. Or listening to it because I was listening. It was fun. Scene one. A dark stage. We hear the ding of an elevator as it comes to a stop. An elevator voice says... Bottom floor, the Department of Mysteries. Luma! Luna, wait for me! Come on, Neville! Sorry, it's a nervous tick. I slow down whenever I have to hurry up. Wow, we're here! The Department of Mysteries. Isn't it wonderful? All the world's most mysterious and magical anomalies in one booby trap labyrinth? I want to see Can we just find the right level? That's cool. It was pretty neat. Hmm. So we have um, Wormtail being cornered by Sirius, and he's, of course, you know, yelling, No, Sirius, don't! And Sirius is calling him Wormtail and calling him a traitor. And, and I thought know, he was going to get away with it. I know. Wormtail's got this all planned. He's, you know, making this big deal out of it and saying, don't. Why did you kill him? How could you betray them, Sirius? How could you kill them? And then he cuts off his, he starts to cut off his own finger. Yeah. And as he does that, and he's going to turn into a rat, he gets stupefied from behind. Yay, Albus! I know. I was just like, I'm reading this. I'm like, he's going to get away. I know he's going to get away. He's going to get away. Yeah. Yeah. So And Sirius is like, you you knew they switched? And Dumbledore says, no, not until an hour ago when Petunia told me. And so yeah. we have a very different ending at this point because Sirius is going to be free. Yeah. And he's not having so to go. Sirius. 
Right. No, he and serious. It's been in twelve years in Azkaban. Yeah. So, so he's a very different character. He doesn't have that sense of arrested, like development. Mm-hmm. He gets to mature like everyone else. Right. As much as as he can for being serious. Well, right. that's true. <laughs> so and so Dumbledore says, "Come on, I'll take you to Harry," and they go back to the Dursleys' house. And then we've skipped nine years. We've we've changed chapters and we've skipped nine years. And poor Harry is limping painfully home on a Saturday. You know, he's got bruises. He's got a black eye. His glasses are cracked. His ribs ache. He's got blood coming out of the corner of his mouth. He's not in good shape. He's not in good shape. And, I mean, he looked like this a lot in canon, and it was always his cousin that did this to him. And this time, Dudley sees him and runs over and helps him, and he... He's like, it was that bloody Piers Pocus again, wasn't it? So yeah. Piers is the gang minus Dudley this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Harry's a little freaked out because something odd happened. Something odd happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they get him upstairs and, and Uncle Vernon tucks him up in bed. And, you know, you've got to lay down right now. You could be badly hurt, says Vernon. And he picks him up as if he were a little baby and carries him upstairs, and he sends word to Uncle Richard. And Uncle Simon. I wonder who they could be. I don't know. <laughs> but who's who, though? That's the thing. Oh, come on. You know oh, your alphabet. You can figure this out. I know. I know. <laughs> and, but Harry's upset. Harry says, Uncle Vernon, are you my real uncle? And Vernon says, well, of course I am. Your mother was Petonia's sister. Well, what about Uncle Simon and Uncle Richard? Are they my real uncles? And mm. Vernon says, does it matter? They love you and you love them. That's all that matters. And Harry's like, but but they're not really my family. And Vernon says, and I love this. You know, this is Vernon is a nice guy. Yeah. Do you know what family is? Family are the people who love you no matter what. The people who care for you and support you. And whatever you choose to do, even if they don't agree. Family is yeah. family. And we are your family. And I really like that moment. <clears throat> yes. It's so nice yeah, and fluffy. Not. It is pretty fluffy. Yeah, it is yeah. fluffy. Yeah. It's so fluffy! Sorry. <laughs> he kind of... But again, I'm still expecting him to... The, sh- the shoe to drop and him turn to a rooster evil man. Well, that's I'm just because that's who you're used to. You'll get... You'll get <laughs> better. You'll It'll grow on you. I know, I know. I do like this Vernon so much better. I do. Yeah. And then we have... Um, this would be Cubs. So this must be Simon that's here because he's he's calling Harry. Oh, no, this is Remus because he's calling Harry Cub. Yeah. And Simon Cubs. calls him Pup. I love it. <laughs> it's silly. Richard and Simon, or Remus and Sirius, they're there, and Harry talks about how something weird happens. He wants to know if they're mad at him because he ran into him, find out Dax. But, you know, there was like five of them and one of him. So I think that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, the better part of Valor, get out, get out, run for it, go. Yeah, sometimes the best best thing to do is run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be the hero. You don't have to be a hero. Sometimes you're just getting out. Run, Forrest, run away, hurry. And he um, apparated away. So it's more signs of Harry being, you know, powerful wizard and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he's not sure he should tell him, but 
he does. He says that, you know, the bullies were after him and he ducked into an alley and he realized that he was, you know, in this alley that was blocked and he was wishing with all of his heart that he could get away. And the next thing he knew, he was on the roof. He was on the roof. Yeah. And they couldn't find him, so they went on their way. And he waited for a while and climbed down the drain pipe and limped back home. And of course, his uncles look at each other and they say, okay, it's time. And Harry's like, it's time for what? (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) And so they tell him that he's a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. And they heal him. I'm a what? No, no. They pull out the stick. But apparently Remus and, and Sirius have been bringing him books to read about wizards so he's you know it's not completely out of the blue for him and that witches are just girl wizards they're not wicked I like that yeah I always think the books usually they have like have him read at least um what is it um Tolkien and Narnia Narnia series yeah Yeah. it's just like um in what's his name Stealing Harry, I think it is. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But I, I, but, love, uh, I love this part because it's like, first things first, said Uncle Simon. Let's get you fixed up, and then we have something big to tell you. And Harry's like, mm-hmm. bigger than I'm a wizard? And he's like, yes, much bigger. It's something called Quidditch. This <laughs> gives him a Gibbs flap. I love it. It's not a fact. You know, so. Hey, boss. I was just telling Zebra about this lead that I... Yeah, I heard slaps him upside the head. Oh, that's totally serious. <laughs> that's such a man. <laughs> yep. yep. So he's like, come on, uh, you know, we're going to heal you and give you some potions and you'll sleep for a bit and then we'll have a family conference. And he fixes his glasses. He repairs his glasses. And I love Vernon. I wish you'd let us get you new glasses, boy. You've had those for ages. He's like, but I like my glasses. <laughs> And they say, okay, well, we'll have a, you take a little bit of a nap and we'll have a talk. And he's like, but I'm awake. And he's, they're like, not for long. And boy, then he's out cold. Those potions work fast. And then he got bad. <laughs> and then I, I love this because this totally reminds me of Ryan. Well, I need the clip of Ryan going, hold on. You thought it was your stomach at first? <laughs> It was like this, like, how, I don't know. How loudly does your stomach usually rumble that <laughs> you just have to check for it? Because something's growling in the darkness. It's enough to wake oh. Harry up. And then he's totally embarrassed to realize it's his stomach growling. Oh. And he flies downstairs, and he, he doesn't hurt at all. And he's like, he doesn't even think about it, that he just limped home and he mm. barely made it. Now he's completely fine. Well, he's nine years old, and so, yeah, he has attention span of a nine-year-old. They're off into something else. As long as there's, if you don't feel pain, you're not going to remember. Right. Mm-hmm. And Petunia gives him a big old hug and says she was worried about him, and come on, let's eat. And they they eat fast because she, they can't have their discussion until after dinner, and then Petunia's got to do the dishes, but Uncle Richard stands up, and he says, let me, and he magics the dishes so they'll wash themselves. And that way they can get in there quicker. Yeah. And so they tell him the truth about his parents. They told him that he was murdered by a gangster who blew up the house, which is pretty much what happened. Yeah, that's that's, that's fairly accurate. Yeah, they just have to change gangster to Voldemort. And then 
Grandpa Albus comes in. Grandpa Albus. <laughs> that, that really, I'm sorry, that just threw me straight for a loop. <laughs> yeah, really? Grandpa Albus? He couldn't come up with something better. Grandpa Albus yeah. in his plum three plum colored three piece suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Very like, oh. and his long hair yeah. braided. I'm loving this. Oh, he's fabulous. <laughs> yeah, he's fabulous, all right. Fabulous. <laughs> so you know they explain to him what's what's happened and Dudley's like you're a wizard too to Dumbledore and he's like yeah and Sirius is like he not only is he the, a wizard he's the bestest wizard ever and then they start <laughs> this is a Lady Chi moment here they start yeah. in and, and he doesn't know if he if he's saying it correctly, if he's using the correct grammar and Remus is gonna start in on it and Albus interrupts him and says, Let's finish this discussion before we go into a discussion on the Queen's English. Yeah, that would be good. Carry on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they get sidetracked too, it's not just us. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's good. It is good that we're not <laughs> the only ones. It's comforting. Yes. And so basically they tell him the story about what happened to his parents and and how Remus and Sirius wanted to be close to him. So they've been living as muggles and they had to kind of change their names and stuff like that. Uh, how, many, how many times do you think they were, they were they were accused of the gay couple? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, sorry. I'm putting it on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Sirius Black, your godfather, and this is Remus Lupin, your fuzzy father. Your fuzzy father. <laughs> and of course, oh, Remus Gibbs slaps him again. I'm going to get you for that one, he says. And they apologize for lying to him, and he says, it's okay, I understand. And mm. let's see. He gets up and he, he goes over to them and he gives them a big old hug and he's crying. He's just like, oh, and they, you know, call him pup again and explain how they were best friends together and that they wanted to be there for him after his parents were killed. Mm-hmm. And so. Oh, <laughs> okay. I have you to have now. No, you have no. I was going to say, wait a minute. You're not supposed to be yawning. It's the middle of the no. for you. <laughs> I know, but I'm sleepy because. You Shut up. Because um, you were up with the yeah, kids, I, I understand. Yeah, but I have to go and get ready for class now. Okay, well, thank you for jumping in, and you're welcome to join us next week as well on the next six Oh, chapters. I totally will if you want. So it'd be six, it'll be seven through 12 or 13, and um, we're going to try to start about six o'clock, so about 30 minutes earlier than we started tonight. Okay, cool. That's even better. All right. Yep. <laughs> I was being a little crazy today. So. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Thank okay. you. Have fun at uni today. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I will. <laughs> <laughs> and sarcasm is like a second language to me, so I'm right there with you. Bye, guys. <laughs> that, that was real convincing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> We're way off course. So, yeah, I'm real. <laughs> Harry's ready to go, and... um. He kept his really well. He did. Well, and I, the thing is, he is also nine years old. Right. And they've been priming him for this. And part of it was that 
I think the re- part of the reason that he took it as well as he did was that Pierce had been teasing him, and I, that's coming up. It isn't part of what we just did, but Pierce uh-huh. had been teasing him about his family and not having a real family, and he had had the discussion with Vernon about what a real family is before all of this came out. Uh-huh. So he was sure. already kind of primed for it that way too. I'm not uh-huh. sure if they hadn't had that discussion, he would have taken it quite as well. That's true. That's true. And he asked Remus and Sirius how come they never married. And Sirius says, well, you know, I've had lots of girlfriends, but I wanted what James and Lily had, and I've never had anybody like that before. And as for Remus, well, yeah, and he's getting ready to go to sleep, and all of a sudden he says, Uncle Remus, why did Uncle Sirius call you my fuzzy father? Yeah. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You see, you don't tell kids that because kids remember everything. Mm-hmm. And then we jump to the first school, September first, Kings yep. Cross Station. Yeah, yeah. And this was all on one 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 fell swoop. So yeah, I tried to divide this up so that we kind of had years, but it just mm-hmm. it didn't work. So we'll just have okay. To- Is that why you told me just to read it five? Yeah. Okay, chamber of Seeds for this three chapters right here. Wow, President Askeband is really bad, too. We're in, we're on King's Cross. They're, they're getting ready to go. And we get to meet the Weasleys! And we get to meet the Weasleys. Yeah. And, and of course, shh, Molly's just the same as ever. Molly Wobbles. And Ginny's hiding behind her. <laughs> and she's just looks frozen with fright, cause. Oh. It's kind of nice that, you know what, I mean, even though, um, I'm, I'm glad Sirius is there. I kind of wish Petunia and Vernon were there too. It didn't, it didn't seem like they were there for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they were that close, I think they would have been there too. Probably. See him off to school. Yeah. But the thing is also, that they could be going to school too, and maybe that's why Sirius has them, they have that. Sometimes you gotta do that, and sometimes when you have something, right. you have conflicts with two children, and you have to go with what? Yeah. yeah. They, um, yeah. So Molly introduces herself, and and Sirius is like, "Oh, wife of Arthur." And, uh-huh. and I Molly's like, that. like, "How do you know Arthur?" And Sirius is like, "Well, when I first became an Or, they put me on desk duty, and he came in early, excited about some new artifact or another, and would have to wait with me until they opened the door. So we chat. He's a good man, your husband is, and that's all it takes to put Molly on your side, you know." Oh, yeah. You say nice things about her, Arthur. Yeah. Wobbles. And then, you know, uh, I don't know what the hell she calls him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, when you, when you find someone that, I mean, especially someone that's something good about someone you love, you know, yeah, that, that's a good sign to them. Yeah. And, of course, Jeannie's hiding, and, of course, her brothers are taking the Mickey out of her because she's hiding behind Mom, and they're like, come on out and meet the new people, and... And Harry's, you know, just Harry. He's like, hi, my name is Harry. It's nice to meet you. No, this this Harry's different from the other one because this Harry is more forthcoming. And he sees someone like, yeah, like a beaten puppy. He's going to go and go and help it. And he's not going to hide from like the other Harry because Harry's always afraid someone's out to get him. Mm -hmm. There, that's why. So this one, this one's just more, this is more of a child. Well, this is a because Harry that some... has known love. Yeah, exactly. So 
he's willing to show love because he knows love. And I'm not saying that, oh, he automatically loves Ginny, but he's showing kindness because he's been shown kindness. Yeah, he's shown compassion. He's compassionate. Yeah. And so he gets to meet Fred and George and Ron, and they find out that it's, you know, their first year in Wicked. And, of course, Percy is his pompous Percy self. Mind you, follow the rules, and we shan't have any problems. So, and they get him on the the train, and, of course, Harry heads through, and he's just running, 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 and the twins catch him because they're, you know, slow down, it's okay, you don't have to. Because he's afraid he's going to keep going once he gets through the gate. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. And, I'm doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. They get him on the... They get him on the train, and and Ron's sitting with him, and Ron's talking to him, and Ron's like, oh, man, my sister, you see, Mom would tell us the story about you, and my sister huh? decided that she could never go to sleep until she heard your story. And, of course, oh. Harry says, you mean no, Baltimore? They're like, don't use that name. <laughs> and, and he's like, Harry's like, um, okay, so when did she stop asking for the story? And Ron's like, well, uh, she still has to go to sleep hearing about you. And Harry's like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. When is she coming to Hogwarts? Next year. Next year. Oh, it's like a death sentence. <laughs> yeah. Can you see Hermione? Yeah. Have you seen it? Hermione. Devil's lost his toad. I'm Hermione. Oh, God. I'm waiting. You got the, you know, you have dirt on your nose right there. Oh, yeah, it's in the next chapter. Or further down oh, the next one. Oh. Uh, it's actually, it's coming up. They Once they reach the school, course, yeah. Ron and Harry have decided that Hermione's decidedly mental, but that's okay. That's okay. We all think that, too. Yep. And Harry's wishing Dudley could have come, but he's a muggle, so... He can't. And Hagrid gathers and, him up and takes him. And here we go. Just as they're getting in the I boat. don't think I don't think Hermione would know what a squib is. No, probably not. I, I, that, 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 that right out of there. I mean, I know when in doubt, you always have Hermione explain things. But mm-hmm. that, no. Yeah, I suppose she could have read it. But, yeah, probably not. No, because I think that's more of a slang thing. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like the mud blood kind of stuff. Right. Because at least in canon, she didn't know what mud blood was. Mm-hmm. Juan did have to explain. And they didn't actually know what a squib was either. That took some explaining towards the end, too. Mm-hmm. When they figured out that that's what was wrong with, uh, what's his name? Yeah. What is his name? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Norris. I can Filch. see his face. Phil. Yeah. I was like, I can see his face, but I can't figure out what his name is. Oh, we're bad, bad, bad people. So this is where, just before they get on the boats, that's where she says, "You've got a spot of nose on your dirt on your nose, right there." And Ron looks at Harry, and he's like, "Mental." Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I mean, this is cute. With, um, the Sorting Hat now, and. Mm-hmm. And Harry's pretty much already decided what he wanted to be. And he's right. just not Slytherin, not Slytherin, not Slytherin, so. Yeah. And Hat kind of looks through his head and he says, well, you'd be okay in all of them, but you'd be best in Gryffindor! 
And then wait, I think what did he say about Hufflepuff? Little enough for Hufflepuff, brave enough for Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought I thought he said because you just don't have enough um, hard working. He's loyal enough to be a Hufflepuff, yeah. but he's not hard hard enough working. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? Yeah, see, we're hard workers. We are. We're really good finders too. Hufflepuffs are particularly good finders. Yeah, I love that in the new Harry Potter musical. Cause, I have uh, not in a one or the second one. Okay, well, this is a spoiler, and it's going to be a year from now when this comes out. So if I'm spoiling <laughs> anybody else on the musical, that's just too bad. When they have the scene with the sorcerers, with the stone, with the, mm-hmm. um, not the sorcerer's stone, that's what we're reading right now, but the uh, resurrection stone, mm-hmm. and Remus and all of them are there, and then Lily comes, and Harry's like, Mom, you're still with Dad. And she's like, no, actually, we got divorced. Now I'm with, and here comes Cedric, so it's Lily and Cedric, and every other word out of Cedric's mouth has something to do with being a finder. I'm glad you find us entertaining, Harry. He's kind of immature, but I found someone new in heaven. I'd say we found each other. Dating, we're married. Looks like I'm your heavenly father, eh, Potter? Mom! Mom, this is the stupidest thing you've ever done! Hey! Now you can talk to me however you like, but when you talk to my woman that way, that's when we're going to have words. Alright. Suck so much, Cedric! We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> I'm glad we could find some common ground. And stuff like that. Oh, man, I lost it. It was so funny. It was oh, funny I'll all like the pictures. Stupid Edward Sport killing with Louie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awful. <laughs> they didn't make him sparkle. That was good, but... He they made him sparkle. I know they should have. They should have. The premise, I love this. So in um in this one, Gilderoy Lockhart is going into the Muggle uh-huh. world and stealing books and bringing them to the Wizarding world. So he is the author of Twilight and The Hunger Games and Percy <laughs> Jackson and all of that stuff. And so he he takes him from the Muggle world and he, he rewrites him a little bit and publishes them in the Wizarding world. And, Everybody thinks he's written them all. It's pretty funny. It's, oh, it's terrible. Lots of F-bombs in it, but they bleep it out on YouTube, so it's not so bad. You know, they did it live, so that almost all of them have scripts in their hands. Mm. And they they really worked hard to get everybody in there. So, I mean, it's really long, and, it, and it's kind of drawn out, but there were some really good parts. And I absolutely loved that they got Ivana Lynch to do Luna. I just thought that was awesome. Where did they do this at? At LeakyCon in Chicago last year. Oh, okay. Oh, too funny. Okay, anyway. We're way off course. So we've got Harry's at school and everything's a blur. He was embarrassed by yeah. Snape, of course. Go on. And he got to be the youngest seeker. Yes, and him and Malfoy hate each other. Okay, that's fine. And 
Harry and Ron discovered the mysterious mirror of Erised, and Ron sees himself as best boy, which shouldn't be, it should be head boy, and Quidditch captain. But Harry only sees a hint of something. Mostly he just sees what's reflected around the room. So this is showing us that his dearest wish is a family, and he's already got that. And he can kind of see the ghosts of his parents, but not really. And he's not drawn to the mirror as he was in the canon. So yeah, and then and then in one quick chapter they save Hermione. Yep, and then Christmas comes around, and Harry invites Hermione and Ron to his house for Christmas, and Hermione's like, "I'm not sure my parents would let me come and spend time alone with you boys, even with a chaperone." And they're like, "We're eleven, Hermione. You know, we're not thinking that kind of stuff. What are you talking about? Huh? You're a girl? I know, really. But Ron gets permission, yeah. and." Off they go. And so we've got number four, Privet Drive, and everybody's excited because Harry's bringing his best friend Ron with him, and the Dursleys and Ron are together. And, of course, Ron and Dudley hit each other. Hit, it, hit each other. I don't know. Hit, it off hit each other. <laughs> really well. You, you know what? I was really – I was just expe- – I was not expecting that. I was expecting some animosity. Or something like that. Maybe because I was hoping for animosity yeah. between Dudley and Ron and stuff like that. I don't know. Sometimes it just just seems just a little too happy, lovey family. Yeah, and sorry, I, I don't. I mean, you grew Dudley having you grew up with your brothers. Family. Yeah, because I, there would be jealousy there, you know. Yeah, Dudley and Harry have been best friends and cousins and everything, but they've been best buds for all of his life, and now Harry's gone off to this other school, and he's got a brand new, two brand new best friends. I could see uh-huh. Dudley being jealous, really easily see Dudley being jealous of him. Well, the thing is, I could see almost anybody being being jealous of it. Only because, I mean, that's especially what a, what a child does. Uh-huh. They get jealous of, they get jealous of their other, other friends and stuff like that. I mean, hell, Alred had this, one of his friends tell him he's not his best friend anymore, that someone else is his best friend. <laughs> I thought that was very weird, but still, I mean, they're ten. They're ten. He's ten. That's what mm-hmm. they do stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. My four-year-olds. I'm not your best friend anymore. Ah! I'm like, he'll but be your best girl, friend in ten they? minutes. Just wait. It'll happen. Promise. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just, it, yeah, like I said, this to me is just a little too, we're a happy family, Whee! I'm sorry, I guess when, I guess I see stuff like that, it just doesn't, it doesn't touch you with reality mm-hmm. more. I guess I just need more of a reality aspect of it. Yeah. So, uh, they're talking and of course they bring up Hermione and Dudley's like, who's Hermione? Is that your girlfriend? And, and Ron's like, no, she's not his girlfriend. And Dudley's like, oh, is she yours? And Ron's like, uh, er, no, maybe. Yeah, Dudley's a little bit, Dudley's a little more perceptive in this story. Yeah. Well, he is a little older too than the two of them. So that adds a little bit to it. And, uh, we have, uh, Grandpa Albus dropping by and Ron's like, Albus is your grandpa? And they're like, well, not really, but he may as well be. I can't call him Grandpa at school, though, because he's headmaster and all. <laughs> and, you know, and I didn't know I he was know a wizard. That, I kind of know how that feels. I kind of know how I feel. I mean, my parents are both teachers. <laughs> they taught at my school, and I'm like, I can't call him Mom and Dad all the time. Right. Just, it's hard. It's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> Dudley finds out that Harry's famous. 
<laughs> He's like, Harry, are you sure it's Harry that's famous? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and then uh, we have Christmas morning. Oh, they have this giant pillow fight that doesn't end until uh, Sirius comes in and conjures 30 pillows to womp on all the boys and orders them to go to bed. <laughs> and then I love it's Christmas morning. Okay, that, 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 that's very much about, that's very much how, yeah, I guess you, not serious, it's oh, parenting yeah. skills. Oh, yeah. Because you think you that. can do it, I can do better. Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anything you can be, I can be greater. Sooner or later, I'm greater than you. So you're not. Yes, I am. So you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And, uh, I can do anything better than you. No, I can. Yes, I can. No, I can. <laughs> they sneak. They, they think they're being so sneaky. They get Dudley and they sneak downstairs and they're going to be the first ones in there. And surprise, everybody's waiting for them, including Hermione and all of the Weasleys and Grandpa Albus. And, uh, yeah, and Dudley's like, um, Grandpa Albus, is this room bigger somehow? And Dumbledore's like, sure it is. He's like, well, how? And he's like, uh, magic? Like, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I just, I just like it. It just kind of reminded me of everything. It's just going in the movie with Harry goes, I love magic. Yeah. But Ron has discovered there's something amiss. There are no presents. And he's like, um, excuse me, where's the presents? And they say, well, we need Father Christmas. And of course, with that many people, you need a really big Father Christmas. So here comes. Oh, yeah. Hagrid. Oh, 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 oh. How's that going again, Phil? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> make me laugh and cough. That would be bad. Sorry. So, so they pull out all these presents, and all of a sudden he's like, gee, that bag is, isn't that big. How'd all those presents get in there? Oh, wait, magic. Dudley's getting crash course on how all this magic stuff works, you know. Yeah, really. And they have a... A frenzy of slaughtered ribbons and massacred wrapping paper as everyone opens their presents and shows everyone else what they've got. Yeah. I can just see, I mean, it just seems like a big, I mean, you can just see groupings of everything. You're just like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Probably. It does sound like fun, actually. And they go back to school and potions are as, as bad as ever and so is Draco, but the. Gryffindor Trio has bigger fish to fry. They've got to figure out what's behind a certain door in a certain corridor on the third floor. And then it says, in another reality, one more bleak and dismal than this, they would discover a Cerberus, the vines that could try and squeeze the life from them. They would find a giant chessboard and flying keys and potions to take you back or send you on. And in the final room, Harry would confront Professor Quirrell and the thing that had once been Voldemort living in his head, and Harry would emerge victorious over Voldemort a second time by destroying the Sorcerer's Stone and slaying Quirrell with the touch of his mother's love. In this reality, however, the exact same thing occurred, with one exception. As Harry reached out to grab Quirrell's face, he whispered, I'm sorry, Professor. Hmm. Yeah, more compassion. Yeah. And then, are you up for skimming six? I can, I can surely try. All right. So then 
We're in the Chamber of Secrets Part 1. And Harry's home from school for the summer halls. And Petunia is a little worried about him because he's really quiet. Because he's into, you know, he he killed Quirrell. And he's feeling pretty bad about the whole doggone thing. And so Vernon goes up to talk to him. And Harry's not sure. What are you playing? Oh, I I just (laughs) played. Did you hear the ding? Yeah, I did. Sorry. It's alright. Oh, I just really- I just wanted to know what I'm missing out on over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to kick my mom's ass and um words with friends. Oh, okay. I'm hoping it'll work for me tonight. Wolfie and I play, but um it got jammed last time I played and it's not letting me go forward, so I had to shut it all mm. down and hopefully it'll start back up and work. Yeah, I played it on my phone with my mom, so okay. she just she dinged me, so I'm like, oh, here. I know, I've got a Q and a J sitting waiting to be used, and I haven't had a chance to figure out where to put either where one. Where to them. put them. Yeah. So anyhow, Harry's feeling okay. bad. He's he's in his room, he's feeling bad because he feels like he killed Coral, and everybody's going to hate him. And Vernon goes up to talk to him, and he says, you know, we're worried about you. Do you want to talk to me, or do you want to talk to Sirius, or Grandpa Albus? And Harry's afraid that Albus is mad at him for killing his professor. And here again, we've got this much nicer Vernon. And he says, no, boy, he knows what happened. He's not mad at you. And so he says, I I think I want to talk to Albus. Harry says that. And they go down and Harry flews over to the headmaster's office. And Albus explains to him, you know, Quirrell Uh was dead the moment he gave himself to Voldemort. All you did was... Good. He freed his spirit. Yeah. That's what he did. He freed his spirit of, of being tortured by this man. But it was his, I mean, he let him take over. Well, not in a way. He probably, Voldemort doesn't want, he just takes it over, really. Mm-hmm. So. And Hark. I was going to say, that's not me. <laughs> Oregon Call. You'll edit this out. <laughs> huh. That didn't sound like Kate at all. That was weird. So, okay, we're going to start this over again. Okay. Yeah. Oh, come on, phone. Stupid thing. <laughs> okay. They have an issue. Yeah. The gremlins are back. Oh, the leprechauns are back. Mm. Uh, they haven't left you yet. They need to leave me. We're away, of course. So he says, you know, why are they calling you know who? And Albus says, it's because people are afraid of him. And they're even afraid of saying his name. And and Harry's like, but Voldemort's not scary. Why? That's just kind of a goofy name. What? You know? And Albus laughs and <laughs> says, you're right. And I've been trying to teach people to say his name forever and nobody will listen to me. So good for you. And it's a goofy name, huh? Yeah, it is kind of a goofy name. So he takes him home. And of course, Harry's feeling much better. And he has a really good night's sleep for the first time since he came back. But it doesn't last long because the next night, he wakes up to Dobby sitting on top of him. <laughs> I love this line. Yeah, I love this line. A pair of huge watery eyes stared at him from a relatively ugly face. If Harry had been a girl, he might have said it was so ugly it was cute. <laughs> and Dobby's saying, you know, I've come to warn Harry Potter, sir must not go back to Hogwarts. Death awaits him. And Harry's like, what? Huh? And he... Huh? I mean, yeah, poor Harry. He's, that'd be freaky. Yeah, I mean, a little thing come up and tell you, don't wait 
point. Yeah, that was kind of like a precious moment there. <laughs> that was kind of a precious moment, but you know, <laughs> he knows that there's magical creatures, but Dobby's kind of an odd looking little thing. And that should scare the tar out of this poor kid. And of course, Petunia. Yeah, but Dobby is so ugly. He is cute, though. Mm-hmm. I do have to give him that. Yeah. But Petunia comes and checks on him. And of course, then Dobby disappears. And, and Harry's like, it's okay. I just dropped something and I was having a weird dream, I think. And he kind of forgets yeah. about Dobby, I think, right there. And then. Yeah, getting woken up by, by something like that. Yeah. I would think it's, it's some kind of. Odd bod, bald dream, too. Oh, yeah. And then we've got breakfast the next morning, and this little gray feather duster thing comes flying to the front door, and it's an owl. And Petunia recognizes it as Arrow. And poor thing, he's got all these letters attached to him. And, of course, um, Dudley thinks he's dead because he keels over. And I love Petunia. Petunia, I mean... It, this is very different from those effing owls in canon because she's stroking him and wants to know if he should, she should get him a blanket and all of that stuff. And uh-huh. they, you know, it's kind of neat. And we've got letters from Ron and, and Molly and the twins and they're all like, Harry, how come you're not writing back to us? Are you mad at us? What's going on? We keep trying to send you letters and, and we're not hearing back from you. You know, what's, what the heck's going on? And so they, Try to flu, and the burrow is out of order. Yeah, it's out of order. You have reached a line that has not, and has been disconnected. And is no longer in use. (laughs) It's not what it is. So they. I can just see a parallel coming out saying this too. (laughs) I'm sorry, but the flu connection between here and Ottery St. Catchpole has been temporarily disabled by circumstances unknown. Please try again later, or use the outpost or apparition. Thank you for your patience as we work to restore connectivity and your continued support. Goodbye. Yeah, can you just see a perilous coming out there and talking yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the, the, the minister, the minister letter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's totally uh-huh. it. And so they're like, well, we know why they flew over here. So they, they get a letter out and the Weasleys have invited Harry to come to the burrow, and they decide that they're going to see if the Dursleys can go and spend the night, too, just one night, and maybe have uh-huh. Harry's birthday there. And so they hear this, meep, meep, and here comes this old car. And, of course, <laughs> Arthur's trying to knock on the door, and he just about knocks Harry off, you know, and trips uh-huh. over Harry, and, oh, dear. And then they, they all pile into the car, which, of course, has been magic. <clears throat> Of course. To be bigger on the inside. all the weasels. Wow. I swear it's the weasley in there. <laughs> it is. It's the TARDIS. It's a blue blue car and everything. It's perfect. And they, <laughs> they head out for the burrow. And I love that the Dursleys get rings so that they can see past yeah, the anti-muggle. Yeah, I was wondering how the Yeah, they get to see past <laughs> the anti-muggle charms. And, of course, Harry absolutely loves the ride in the flying car because Harry loves to fly. Uh-huh. And, and, the, and, the, and the boosters and everything else. And he zooms up into the sky. <laughs> it's so funny. It is funny. And we have... I did read this. <laughs> we've got the family ghoul being a little bit quieter than usual so that he doesn't disturb the guests. And mm-hmm. we have Ginny sneaking out of her room and going to check on Harry. Because... For as long as she re- can remember, she's been dreaming about Harry. Literally dreaming about Harry 
even before her mom started telling her the stories about the boy who lived. But she's got these disjointed dreams. So in some yes, of the dreams, she dreams Vernon like he was uh-huh. and not like he is now. Yeah, I think in some other ways, they're trying to, they're trying to, not that she's a seer, but the thing is, I think Jenny's just part of this, was one of those persons that kind of sees things differently. I mean, her best friend is Luna Lovegood mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think Jenny's always been someone who has just been, I don't know, not more compassionate, but she's just been one of those people who sees things differently right. than most people. I mean, I mean, if her friends are Luna and Hermione, you have to, I mean, those are two completely different people, but if you can relate to both of them like she can, you're a different person still. So she sneaks back to bed and goes to sleep, and Harry wakes up in the morning, and he opens his eyes, and everything's orange, and he's like, where the heck am I? And then he realizes he's <laughs> in the burrow, and he gets dressed, and he bounds downstairs to a surprise birthday party, because he's forgotten it's a birthday, of course. Oh, yeah. And they send... Molly sends him out to play Quidditch, and he's all excited. He's going to show Dudley a real-life Quidditch game. But we don't have enough people. We need more people. And Sirius will play, and then Ginny says, I can, I'll play. And, mm-hmm. you know, girls can play, too. So she sticks up for herself. This is this is a little bit mm-hmm. different Ginny, too. This isn't, you know, elbow in the butter dish. I can't ever speak yeah. around Harry, Ginny. She sticks up for what she wants to do. And then the thing is, Harry does stick up for her, too. Uh-huh. And he thought, he's like, why not, Mrs. Why can't she play Mrs. Beasley? And stuff. so, I mean, it kind of, I mean, th- this is a totally different, this is a totally different Harry. This is a totally different Jenny, too. Right. And Molly's a little, you know, torn. She wants to protect her only daughter. But on the other hand, she wants to support her in what she wants to do. So she says, you can play, but no bludgers. And so off they go. Mm-hmm. And. That's the end of what we're going to do now. I think I might. We went through this fairly quickly. We did get through it pretty quickly. Yeah. I, you know, we were pushing so hard last year to get through so many that I just broke it up into smaller chunks. And maybe I'll combine these episodes and we'll release, um, two, two at a time. Cause otherwise Uh it's going to, it's going to be a lot. Cause it's over 50 chapters, I believe. Is it really? 54 chapters. Yeah. Oh shit! One hundred ninety-two thousand oh. words, but I didn't want to overload I was gonna it. Say, yeah, well, it is. I mean, do the chapters get longer? I think they do. Yeah. Okay, that might be what will do it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, these are not very long chapters at all. No, but I do think they start to get longer. Let's see. I'm just going to jump ahead to one and just see. Um, maybe not. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens, and we'll just combine them. If we need to. And then you get to go to bed early. How cool is that? Shocking. I know. <laughs> On occasion, I want it to be shocking. So, I, you know, I like this. I, It's interesting. We're going in a very unique direction for this season. We started with Marge being nice, and now we've gone to Vernon being nice. Yeah. And, you know. The or making whole, the Dursleys nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. The... The fic I was reading last night, even the Slytherins were kind of nice. Not really, but I'm trying. And yeah. it was kind of fun, too. So, and I, I don't think I've read this all the way through. So it's going to be really interesting to me on exactly what's going to happen here. But uh-huh. I think it's interesting enough that I think thought it would be really fun to put it on and discuss it. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm so used to Vernon being such a hard ass, and when I'm seeing him do this, like I said, I'm just waiting to just for the other shooter drop. I'm like, he's just playing me. He's just playing me. He's really just a me. Dude, I'm just so damn cynical. Yeah. Well, you know, it's hard because we're used to having him just be a bastard. He's mm-hmm. he's a bastard to Harry and. So to see this new man, which, I mean, better man, it's very yeah. different. Uh-huh. So Kelly tagged me about 10 minutes ago, and I missed it. Too late. I know. She's not answering me yet, so I think we'll just go ahead and end this out, and I'll tell her oh. we missed out. And I'm going to go back to the house where it's warm. I got blankets on my legs and blankets on my shoulders, and I'm cold. Yeah, but- it's cold here, too. I can't. I cannot wait. Until next, yeah, next Thursday, right before Easter, I'm going down to Georgia to visit my brother. <laughs> ah, is it going to be warmer in Georgia? It better be warmer in Georgia. If I'm doing that mud run, it better be warmer. Oh, that's true. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going in through mud. <laughs> Brr. Yeah, that'd be cold. Yeah. yeah, I won't be happy about that. But I've learned my lesson not to tell my dad until it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> and then he can't tell you you're 12 and you can't go by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at that. I really do too. I until the very now. end. Yep. Very good, sir. All right. Well, shall we say goodnight and I'll All turn right. the recording off? I saw it's okay. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> To the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.